When I was in seminary, I had the privilege of taking several classes with Dr. David Bartlett, an international authority on the Gospel of John, from which our Gospel reading is taken today. Unfortunately, you will not get to benefit today from Dr. Bartlett's decades of scholarship on this ancient text because that's not what I remember. <laughs> when I think of Dr. Bartlett, I remember two things. First, I remember the day that he walked up to the podium in front of our big lecture class. This was 70 or 80 people, Ivy League graduate students, very formal, fancy auditorium. And he stood up in front of the class and said, I particularly want you to remember what I say today after you've begun your careers and started to think that God and the church need you to spend every hour you have at the office. He went on, I have a family emergency today. One of my children needs me. My family is more important than you are, and I'm going home. Class is canceled. <laughs> I haven't always followed his wise example in setting priorities, but it made quite an impression on me. And the second thing I remember Dr. Bartlett saying is that every person, no matter how optimistic and cheerful and faith-filled they are, has moments of despair and discouragement, moments when they feel depleted and exhausted and like they have nothing more to give. And on those days, he said, you need to have a person in your life that you can go to and say, tell me the gospel. Someone you can ask to remind you of the straightforward good news of God's love for humanity. Someone you can go to and say, tell me the good news. Dr. Bartlett died in 2017, but I think his words are as true today as they were when he said them. And it strikes me that we as a society are in that place right now that place of depletion and exhaustion where we need someone to tell us the gospel. Shelter in place is dragging on a little bit now. The novelty is over. People are getting laid off and furloughed in this congregation and around us. And the economic bite of the shutdown is starting to be felt. Maybe you're getting a little tired of eating those giant loaves of bread you've been baking maybe a little bit tired of your family. And it's hard not to see those we love, hard not to be able to visit our friends and our family, hard not to get to meet the new babies that are born or visit the people that are sick. It's hard to look around and see so much pain. And there are times when we just feel done with all of this, worn out, sad, worried about the future. This is a time when we need someone to tell us the gospel. We need to hear that simple assurance that God loves us and is leading us into abundant, meaningful life. And so I'm thankful that we have that good news with Jesus' words in the gospel from John today. Because the image we have in our reading today is the core of the gospel. In simple, ancient words, it tells us what we need to hear, 
that God is love, that God loves us, and that God invites us into true, meaningful, abundant life. But to hear that good news, you need a little bit of background about village life in ancient Palestine. In the world of peasant farming that Jesus came from, sheep were often a family's most precious possession. They were a source of wool for clothing, a vital source of food, milk, and meat, and they were also a kind of savings account because you could keep them and then sell them when you needed resources. And because sheep were so precious and so valuable, they were usually kept in pens that were framed by low stone walls that were right up next to a house. So one wall of the house would be a wall of the sheep pen so that you were, the sheep were close and could be guarded at all times. Sometimes each family would have a pen for their own sheep, but more often all the families in a village would get together and keep their sheep in one pen, and together they would come up with a sort of rota where there was always a gatekeeper keeping an eye on the sheep. Because sheep were valuable, they were precious, they were the source of sustenance, and they had to be carefully protected. And that low stone wall would be covered by branches, sometimes with thorns on top so you couldn't climb over, there would be one gate in and out of the sheep pen and the gatekeeper would stand guard. And so you start to see from this background Jesus's metaphor from our gospel today come together. We are the sheep, not necessarily because we are vulnerable and clumsy and prone to wandering off, although that can be true sometimes, but because we are God's most precious and carefully guarded possession. And Jesus is the good shepherd, the true shepherd who would give his life to protect the sheep. And as the true shepherd, he enters through the gate, past the gatekeeper, and calls his sheep by name. Remember, the whole village would keep their sheep often together in the same pen, and so when a shepherd would come, he would have to call out, from his sheep, call out for his sheep and separate them from the rest. And so Jesus, the good shepherd, calls out for his sheep and they recognize his voice. There might be thieves and bandits, Jesus says. They do not enter by the gate, but they climb over the walls and attempt to lure the sheep away. But the sheep know who the true shepherd is because when he calls, they recognize his voice. They know that the true shepherd is the one that can lead them to good grass, to still clean water, to rest. We're not much different. There are thieves and bandits, metaphorically voices in our lives that call out to us and try to lead us astray. I think that voice is probably slightly different for each one of us. Maybe it's that internal voice that tells you that you're failing as a parent or as a spouse or as a friend. Maybe it's the voice that tells you you have to succeed at all costs, that you have to be thinner, you have to be prettier, you have to be perfect in order to be worthy of love. Maybe that voice is the bandit trying to lure you astray. Whatever that voice is, Jesus says, it is the voice of one who wishes to steal and destroy. But Jesus says, we have the choice to not listen and instead to listen deeply for the voice that we can recognize as the voice of the good shepherd the voice of truth and love. 
The sheep recognize the voice of the good shepherd and they follow him. And the good shepherd leads them out of the confined space of the pen into life, into adventure, into beauty, into clear, cool water and good pasture. The good shepherd leads them into abundant life. That is the gospel. That's the good news. We are the sheep and Jesus is the good shepherd. If we listen, if we recognize his voice and follow him, we will be led out of our confined spaces, out of the places where we're comfortable but confined, out into life, out into abundant life. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's it. That's the good news the gospel. Jesus will lead us out of the confined but familiar spaces of our lives into real life, into abundant life. Jesus will give us what we need to live. Jesus will feed us. Jesus will protect us. Jesus is the good shepherd. We only have to quiet the louder voices that come to distract and disturb us so that we can hear the voice of the Good Shepherd that loves us, that sees us as precious and valuable and wants to lead us out into joy and adventure. We have only to listen and to follow where the Good Shepherd leads. Scholars tell us that the oldest depiction of Jesus is located in the catacombs far below the city of Rome, that ancient underground system of caves and passageways where the Romans buried their dead. The early Christians would gather there to worship in secret, and as persecution mounted, they would go there to hide from the Roman soldiers. And so the oldest image of Jesus still existing is on the wall of one of those catacombs. It's small, it's crudely painted on the plaster wall. It's from the second half of the third century. And it's not Christ as king reigning from his heavenly throne, smiting his enemies and rewarding the faithful with riches. It's not even baby Jesus in the manger or the adult Jesus on the cross. It's not the empty tomb. It's Jesus as a young man, simply dressed, carrying a lamb over his shoulders, a lamb that was lost and is being carried to join the rest of the flock. It's Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Because Dr. Bartlett was right. When we're grieving or feeling discouraged or despairing, we need someone to tell us the good news. The early Christians hiding in the catacombs needed it, and we need it today. We need to hear the gospel, the good news. What is that good news for you? How can you remind yourself of it? How can you quiet the other voices in your life so that you can hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and be led out into life, out into abundant life? Jesus sees us. Jesus values us and loves us. Jesus calls us by name. And if we listen, we can hear his voice over the others that seek to claim our attention. And if we follow him, there might be hard roads ahead, but we will have life abundant. Amen.